Welcome, Wealth Creator, to week seven. This is lesson one. And uh, as you can see, we're in a different environment. Now, if I look at this environment that we're in, uh, I feel good. I'm sure that it's good for me, it's good for others, it's good for the greater good. Yet, very few people at this stage, we're by ourselves uh, in this camping area. Right. Now, how can we make sure that the, the, the good will always win? Uh, that's a question that I had. And it is very simple. It's like a casino where the house always win. And a casino run a business, which from time to time, they're going to let you win. Uh, that is so that you can experience that dopamine rush. And then uh, you're going to lose, 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 and then win. But over the long run, um, you will lose. That's just the way that it is designed. I used to play the roulette tables when I was uh, in my early uh, 20s as a professional gambler. So I think that I can tell you a thing or two about how it works. But in essence, what it boils down is if you keep on doubling up, you will always win. But the house, the table has got a certain, uh, different tables have a certain limit. So the moment that you get to that limit, then you're not allowed to play bigger than, say, 100,000 or a million or whatever the, the limit for that table may be. So if you keep on doubling, your risk becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until such time that, well, then you're running out of the house rules and therefore they're going to win. At the same time, your risk becomes bigger and bigger and your winnings proportion becomes smaller and smaller. So they've designed it. Um, another th trick that they use is to, to play with chips. In other words, it's not 10,000 rand that you put there at the, at the stakes. It's, it's, it's just one chip. And it's almost psychologically as if you do not understand that that represents a thousand. Although you know it, um, it doesn't feel like that way. Now, luckily for me, I never got that rash because I was very, very clinically uh, in executing the tables. But I've seen twice during that spell where black came up 24 times in a row. So uh, that means that you have to wait before you could start playing and miss all the possible gains that you could make. But that was the only way that you could play it safe. And in one of those occasions, not only did the black came up 24 times, but the green came up twice during that spell. That throws it, uh, of course, out of, uh, let's call it, uh, more into their favor. So this is, I think, where the, the saying comes from, the house always win. Now, if we design the world, or if you design the world, how could we make sure that you can give a, a person a free will because we are free moral agents, but at the same time control the world in such a way that the, the good will always win? In other words, like the table, you set it up that they can play the games the way that they want to, but eventually you know that you're going to win. I've got a little thing that I figured out and I'd like to share that with you. Now, this is just the way that I think, okay? So, with the knowledge that we've got at the moment, one way that we could set it up was to make sure that if they do something positive, in other words, if it's a class one or two experience where it feels good, it is good, it's good for others, good for the greater good, or sometimes it doesn't feel that great when you're doing it, but you know it's good for you, good for others, and good for the greater good, then the brain secretes positive chemicals, in other words, beneficial chemicals. 
And uh, a very quick way to do that is to look at the map of consciousness. In other words, this is where class one and class two experiences comes from. From your courage, your trust, your um, optimism, willingness, forgiveness. And then we start moving into to love in um, joy and bliss and peace and and uh, enlightenment and, and feelings like that. The moment that you get into that, that's going to enhance your ability to think, to perform, and is going to help you to take you in a direction that the universe, in other words, that the creator wants you to evolve. That's very simple. But at the same time, if you start running into class three and four experiences, which means that you are going in the wrong direction, in other words, you do not do what... Uh, we planned uh, to do, then the brain is simply going to uh, excrete uh, not so good uh, uh, chemicals. And this is going to hinder your, your, the thinking process, your health, your performance, and is going to limit, therefore, the damage that is going to do in order to get to the end goal, and that is uh, for the good for each and every one. Okay, and that, of course, the feelings that we're going to get or the experiences, the emotions that we're going to get and the feelings will be of, of uh, shame and despair and uh, greed and regret and uh, hate and anger and, and scorn and, and feelings like that. Okay, so if we then combine that with the seven human needs, we're going to find that at the same time we want discomfort and uh, certainty, but uh, the paradox, the other side of that will be the uncertainty or the variety. And then, uh, and these are the secondary uh, needs. And then we want to be significant or unique, but at the same time, we want to be connected. And then, of course, we want to grow to contribute the next level. And then ultimately, these are the primaries, the growth and the contribution primary needs. And then, of course, we want the wisdom or the knowledge and the truth. And this is literally how my life, um, if, if I started looking back, this is the way that it started to progress. Um, and it's actually the truth that keeps me, let's call it going, because I want to find out, and through each and every phase, from a lagger to a zigger, was because I could see that unless I'm going to take responsibility, nothing is going to happen. And then when I started taking responsibility, I knew that uh, I, I can't listen to other people. I need to find out the truth. And it's because of that that I developed the Property Pro Investment System. Okay, And because of that, I then uh, moved on uh, to become a, a, a zagger. And from a zagger to a blizzard was the moment that I started understanding that I need to contribute and giving back. But that in itself is where wisdom starts coming in. And the moment that I realized that everything is for free in, in the world, that's when I realized But the way that the system is set up is not helping us to get to where we need to, to, to become. And that's how we experience these four um, different classes of experience. Right. So how do we know? How do we know if we are on the right path or not? I think that we simply feel it. And the way that we can express that is through our happiness. So in my life, I want to be healthy, I want to be wealthy, and I want to be happy. Because the moment that happiness rating, so to speak, is my indication or indicator in terms of if I'm moving in the right direction or not. Uh, or not. So our happiness uh, indicator is a very quick reflection in terms of how we generally feel, generally feel. Right, and for that reason, uh, your first assignment is let's take a look at 
how do you feel? In other words, what is your happiness rating? On a, on a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 is, I'm definitely not happy, and 10 is, I'm the happiest person in the world. And that is your general state. There's going to be fluctuations during the day and during the weeks, and sometimes bad things happen, and, and your happiness rating will not be that great. But in general, what is your happiness rating? And then uh, please share that uh, with the group. Uh, right. And once you've done that, so do that first, and then the second thing that I want you to do is to rate your happiness rating in each of the 10 environments. In other words, now we're going to go to the mimetics, the self, the spiritual uh, relationships, uh, network, financial, the physical, the nature, technology, and body. Right, and then on the scale from 1 to 10, rate each and every one of these. Now, something interesting that you may find, it's not always the truth, is that you start adding this app and you divide by 10, you're not going to necessarily find the same rating that you gave in the first uh, action step, okay? And that is simply because uh, some areas in our lives may be at the stage where we are, may be more important than others. So it can be, you, you can override it. For example, if you physically, if you're not in a, in a good space, you, you can be in a, in a, you can still be a happy person. Um, but I think this is going to give you a, a lot better insights into who you are and what where you are. And then also, a very quick way for me at least to do it is to say, in each and every one of these areas, what can I do to be, be happier? That's all. Or what can I do to become happier in each and every one of this? Okay, so uh, that is going to be the two assignments for you for uh, this lesson. Now, the question then that we've got is, but what the heck has our happiness a reflection of? And uh, I think let's discuss that in the next lesson. Hi, Wealth Creator, and welcome to lesson uh, two of week seven. And um, in this lesson, I want to dive a little bit deeper into um, this happiness rating and what is this happiness rating an indication of I think it's an indication of the attractive fields and what is the attractive fields well if we go back to uh, David Hawkins and his map of consciousness we're going to see that we can distinguish between a high and a low energetic uh, field so high is when we calibrate according to him above the 200 and low of course is the moment that we uh, calibrate below the 200 so by aligning yourself with the different energy levels, you can literally change the outcome of your life. So by becoming positive, you will attract a positive people uh, into everyday life. And, and that is where the attractive fields uh, come from. And uh, this is simply because of this fascinating, let's call it a principle, that says that likes attract like. So the choice is always yours. But here's the, the, the thing, unless we can become the observer, in other words, unless we can look basically at us and see how we operate and how we think and how we uh, act, um, we're not going to become aware of that. So we need to become the observer in order to become aware that we actually make the choices because we have the choice. We are free moral agents. In other words, we can align ourselves by choosing high or low energetic vibrations. So depending on our choice, uh, 
we will attract the same quality to which we are aligned ourselves with. Okay, and I think it's important that we understand it. And it's simply because of this fact that I say to my students that each and every one of us needs to take the full responsibility for our lives because unless we become aware that we can choose and therefore we have to take the responsibility, uh, it's, it's going to happen by default and we do not want our lives to happen by default. So we make our own choices and those choices will have an enormous impact in terms of the destiny, uh, at least our destiny. So what is going to happen if we align ourselves with negative attractor fields? Well, if we look at these attractor fields, then we can immediately see the outcome of those attractor fields within the 10 environments of us. Because our memetics, the psychology, is going to determine that reticular activated system. In other words, um, uh, what is happening on our meta programs, the, the subconscious programmings uh, that are happening. So by aligning ourselves with low energetic uh, attractive fields, we will operate in energetic fields of scarcity and that will be shown within all 10 of the environments. And I think this is perhaps most evident when it comes to money matters, because this is where we can easily see the outcome of that uh, energy field. So we can have a look at pride and anger and desire or fear, uh, just to name uh, but a few. And if you align yourself with these low energetic fields, you will find your life extremely difficult because you have to expand force in order to get to what you want. It's not going to be a natural process. It can happen, by the way, you can operate in those energetic fields and still get to your goals, but it's going to take a lot of uh, energy, in other words, force to be able to do so. And at the same time, you will not only have to use force to create it and to grow it, but you're also going to use force in order to protect that that you already have simply because you attract the same kind of people with the same low energetic fields that are vulnerable to greed and fear um, into your lives. So I think it becomes clear uh, to why our 10 environments are so important in our lives. Uh, simply because if 95% of the time that we spend in these environments, plus if we take into consideration that 95% of the 60 to 70,000 thoughts that we have per day are basically repeats of the previous day and the day before, simply because of the memetics or the meta programs that we are running. And it becomes also clear to us why then so few people are really happy, wealthy and uh, healthy. Okay, so the question then is why would anyone in their right minds choose to operate in this negative uh, environment or negative attractive fields? And um, that I think we're going to do in the, in the next part of this lesson. So the action step for today is simply what are the biggest breakthroughs from this lesson? Right, and then I'm going to see you in the second part of this lesson. So the question that we've got is simply why would anyone choose to operate in a negative uh, attractive fields, in other words, within a negative environment. Well, uh, the truth is that this low uh, pattern allows them not to take responsibility. In other words, they can be lazy and they can blame others for them not being successful. Now, if we really think about it, these are very, very powerful uh, benefits and uh, we do not need to underestimate them at any stage. And uh, it's actually very simple to, to see what I'm saying and why I'm saying what I'm saying. 
all you have to do is to look around you and you'll see how many people make this choice but uh, seldom it's uh, you know their purpose to to do that uh, and this is simply because of our nature so now we need to start having a look at our nature so if we look at our nature we're going to find that we consist of a mind a body as emotion as well as a spirit and we understand the mind and the body and the uh, emotion connection because we deal with that on a day-to-day -day basis but i see that many people are struggling with the with the spiritual side now if we are struggling with the spiritual side then the next part is actually 10 times more complicated and even more difficult to comprehend to some people simply because if our spirit if we've got a spirit a soul uh, and if we if we understand that this soul or spirit has got direct uh, contact with this universal field or with the truth or with our creator uh, then uh, that is mind-boggling uh, the problem is that we do not associate ourselves as being spirits we see ourselves as this the physical bodies uh, that we operate in but the truth is that we are spirits we are little souls running around here in these meat suits okay so if we are searching for the truth then uh, this is what we are looking for we are looking to find ourselves and the meaning of our lives and the meaning and the the reason why we are the purpose now the only place that we'll be able to find this will be within ourselves so therefore the truth is that there's only one truth and that is our creator and we cannot exist without him because he's in everything but we will not find that outside of us in other words we'll never find the truth outside of us we can only find it within and we are not conditioned and trained and uh, we do not believe that the the truth is always within ourselves now the reason for that is very easy to find and that is that the body has got a physical form it is made up of matter which is limited by dimensions of time and space but the we can therefore say that the body has got a physical form now here's the question does the spirit have a physical form and the answer is no so as a result of that the spirit or the witness or what the soul whatever you want to call it is not limited by the dimensions of time and space and therefore your spirit exists in the past the present the future it's got no boundaries of space time or knowledge and guess what the same is true with the universal truth or god or our creator because it's also a spirit so now we're sitting with what we call a time paradox your body and mind have got time and space limitations whereby your spirit or your thoughts uh, does not have those limitations and i really want you to, to to stop perhaps for a while and think about it because this time paradox can lead to conflict and confusion if we're not aware of its existence and this is why we must be or and operate as that person that person that we want to be in order to make our goals become a reality uh, in other words when i'll set our goals and now we're right back to the beginning because this is our job that goal the function of the job is for us to become a better person in other words to transform our let's call it our personality into becoming that person that we want to be right and in order to do this we have to put in the time and the effort and i see that very few people are actually wanting to 
to look inside and to discover themselves. But unless we are prepared to discover ourselves and the truth that's within us, I don't think that we will ever be able to really get to that level of happiness and success and uh, uh, love and joy and peace and patience and uh, where we want to be because that is where the end goal. The end goal is not the physical. It looks like that from the physical world, but that is not the truth. The truth is we want to have peace of mind. We want to have happiness. And that we truly want is to discover ourselves and, uh, you know, to help us in this process in order to become the best that we can be. And that's what we strive for. Now, the moment that we set a goal, uh, that goal is most of the time associated with a physical outcome. In other words, I want more money and I want to see that money in the bank or I want to see that Ferrari or that G-Wagon or whatever positions or I want to lose weight. So it's something, it's physical, it's tangible. So it will always be a physical and not necessarily spiritual. And therefore the outcome is going to tie, take time to manifest. Okay? Can you see the physical is bound by time? The spiritual is not. So in spirit, we are that that we want to become. And unless you're going to be that person already, and that's why we spend the time to discover, but who is this person that I want to be, right? It's not going to happen. So uh, perhaps let me try to explain this uh, time paradox uh, a little bit better. The physical objects that we have uh, have got limitations of time and space that, we, uh, that we've said. While our thoughts have not. The thoughts are the waves. It's not matter. It's not material. Right? So since it takes time for our thoughts to appear in the dimension of form, we begin to fear and doubt that we will not achieve our desires or ever reach our goals. Can you see this paradox? So this is what we want. We set the goal to want it. But because it's going to take time, the thoughts are already there. But the time hasn't, it hasn't manifest yet. And simply because of that, now we drift back into the lower energy, energy levels, that of fear and greed and doubt and, you know, that we're never going to achieve it. Simply because we do not believe that we are the person that's going to make that become a reality. It's so programmed into us. So then we become impatient, we get frustrated, we get angry because it's taking too long for our desires or for our goal to realize. And can you see what happens the moment that that happens? We slowly drift back into this low energetic uh, uh, fields, which are low or low attractive fields. And that is what's causing the problem. And we will not become aware of this unless we become self-aware and because, and unless we understand this process. But do you know that there's actually a, a, a way that we can increase our natural abilities? In other words, that we can speed up this process and stay on track and and be on, on 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 track the whole time but i think we're going to tackle this in the in the next lesson so the action step basically for this lesson very simple is what's your biggest breakthrough from this lesson and perhaps uh, is there something that you can already see happening in your life or something that you've already experienced and how can you change that by simply becoming aware of this time paradox that we're sitting where we've got a physical environment and a physical body, but our mind, the thoughts, is actually a spiritual. 
and therefore we have to find a way to do a combination of these two and become aware of the effect thereof uh, because otherwise uh, it's going to be difficult for us to achieve our goals and we'll have to use uh, force instead of power. Okay, so I want you to put in a little bit of time and effort uh, into this uh, action step. Uh, give us feedback the way that you see it and then I'll see you in the next lesson. Hi Wealth Creator, welcome to lesson 3 of week 7. And do you know that you can increase the natural abilities and happiness by consciously adjusting your chemistry of your brain's cranial fluid? Um, this fluid is affected by your thoughts, by the nutrition, by exercise, by rest, and uh, basically by all nine of the environments, as well as the psychological uh, part, the meta programs that we run, that is the 10 environment, uh, the memetics, right? So you literally have the power to make big changes in each and every one of these um, different areas, simply because you are a free moral agent. So this, I think, is one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as humans to the able to be able to, to choose, you know, the power to, to choose. And all of this, if we really think about it, happens at a, a thought level. So every stimulus that you receive through your nervous system is nothing more than just a fact. And the way that you attach your emotions to these facts, that is going to determine if you're going to find them a positive or negative. Because the one thing that we must know is that facts are merely facts. And that is when I designed the Property Pro Investment System as an example. I said, okay, but what are the facts? Uh, let, let's, let's get away from the emotion. When I designed uh, and developed the, um, the Dreyer Crypto Strategy, I said, okay, what are the facts? Let's, let's, let's take the emotion out of it. You see, because we can choose how we're going to, the emotions that we're going to attach to that and then how we're going to respond uh, to that. So I think it's imperative for you to realize that negative emotions cause negative chemical secretions and that of course is going to hinder your natural abilities. And it is also important to become aware of the profound influence negative emotions have on your brain chemistry on your performance therefore and of your happiness so we must become aware of the difference between let's call it short-term pleasures that is typically class 3 and maybe a class 4 ex uh, experience versus long-term happiness uh, uh, that is a class 1 and a 2 experience and we must make sure not to confuse the short-term pleasures deriving from external uh, sources with happiness you know and that's why when we set goal uh, when you say, I want a Ferrari, as an example, uh, then that Ferrari is going to be a short-term pleasure because I promise you, the moment that you've got that Ferrari for maybe a week or two weeks, that that thing that, that thrilled you in the beginning, you're going to find that that's going to disappear. And I've seen it with a lot of the the goals that I've set in my life where I wanted to achieve something. The moment that you achieve it, then, then suddenly, what, what's it? You know, it, it's 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 not that thing that you thought it would be in terms of happiness. 
So external pleasures never last, that, that I can almost promise you. The only true and lasting happiness will always, always comes from within. Anytime you have a degree of willingness, of acceptance, of joy, of peace, of patience, generosity, praise, bravery, you know, these high energetic calibration uh, things, uh, you know, or a combination of these, uh, these emotions, then, of course, your brain is going to secrete positive chemicals and enhance your natural abilities. So it's the positive emotions that's going to make you happy. And if you can live in a state of happiness, of joy, of peace, of patience, you know, the moment that you that becomes the state that you normally operate in, that is what's going to cause an incredible uh, feeling of happiness. Now, there's the other side as well, and that is that of despair and anger and sorrow and hate. And, uh, when that happens, your brain simply, by now we know, secrete chemicals which stop you to achieve your full potential. Unfortunately, we're going to find that most of your current beliefs were given to you, uh, to you by, by your parents, by your teachers, by your friends, by your spiritual uh, leaders, uh, social conditioning, uh, or they were developed pr to protect you you know, from uh, outside influences uh, when you were very young. And uh, for that reason, the same holds true to your, for your emotions. So your present level of happiness and wealth and, and health is a reflection of the way that you've been programmed, your autopilot, uh, these mimetics, meta-programs that you're running. And, of course, how effective that programming is. Since your brain is programmed to make decisions similar to those that it's been made before, simply because of the meta-programs that you are running. So the biggest challenges that you face when trying to increase your happiness is to become aware of your past thoughts and your past actions. And then to modify your present thinking and belief systems so that if the past did not serve you to become that person that you want to be or that you need to be in order to fulfill and to achieve that goal, then, then we have to change. But unless we become aware of that that is keeping us stuck, so to speak, um, change cannot, cannot happen. And, and this simply means that we have to become self-aware. Now, why on earth is self-awareness so important? Your level of awareness in terms of how you've programmed yourself combined with an understanding of how you were designed to function greatly affects your ability to change your current state and your current happiness levels. So when we look at the formula for riches as an example, it all starts with intent and that is to know who we are, where we are and where we want to be. Okay. Now here's the trick. Unless we become aware of who we are, where we are, and where we want to be, nothing is going to, to happen. In other words, that intent will never manifest in terms of, we will, in other words, not focus on those things that we need to focus on in order to make our dreams come true. So self-awareness is actually where everything starts. We first need to become self-aware of our current situation. And unless that happens, a change will simply not happen. Now, there are two ways to change. The one is versus uh, we can use a uh, force or we can use power, right? And uh, I think uh, let's discuss that in the last lesson uh, for this week. So 
I'm going to see you then in the last lesson. But before you do so, please give me feedback in terms of your action step. What's your biggest breakthrough from this lesson? And then um, if the, that breakthrough is there, how can you apply? Because it's in the application. Uh, so the moment that we get a breakthrough is how can we use this information in order as quickly as possible so that we can use that information in order to move forward? I'd like to, to, to hear from you and to see your comments on that one. And then I'll see you in the last lesson uh, for this week. See you. Hi Wealth Creator and welcome to lesson 4 of week 7. Now there are basically two ways to change. Uh, the one is a force and the other one is power. And I think this is what I'm going to discuss in uh, today uh, for the last lesson for this week. So uh, power is uh, the moment that we understand how your autopilot operates, in other words the meta programs. And as well as the mimetics, in other words, that, that is holding you back. And how to use the power morphing to accelerate change. Uh, the, the moment that we bring all of this together, the easier your journey to higher levels of happiness, success and wealth and bliss uh, will become. Your levels of desire is one of the major key principles, so to speak, uh, or to your success in power morphing. So power morphing starts with that intent. And intent is the desire. If you do not have the desire, uh, well, in anything in life, uh, forget it. You're not going to, to make it. So let the power of your intentions work for you. And you're going to find that it's going to be a lot easier and a lot more pleasant than to trying to force yourself in order to achieve certain things in, in life. So by simply following the power morphing process, you will reprogram your autopilot. And now we know the autopilot is that reticular activated system, those meta programs or the memetics, uh, so that it works for you and not against you. And uh, that's going to help you to get to where you want to, to go to. So at the same time, you will get feedback from your autopilot. And I think this is, in the power morphing process, one of the most powerful things is the moment that there's a resistor, in other words, the moment that the autopilot tells you, listen, there's a clashing program that runs, that is a, a sure way for us to start working on that because we know that that meta program is going to override. The, the mind works at 40 bits uh, per second and the subconscious mind at something like 4 million bits per second. So there's a, there's a clash between the two and for that reason the subconscious mind is always going to win. Okay, so it is important that we start getting feedback from, uh, I call it the autopilot, in other words, that GPS, that little meta programs that runs, to tell us whether or not it agrees with the new course. And it's simply because there are four parts of the brain, actually more, because if you take the frontal uh, new cortexes into, into mind, the left brain, the right brain, the emotional brain, and then uh, the brain stem. Um, so there's a lot of chattering going on and we need to align all of that because otherwise it's not going to work. So the moment that there's any form of disagreement we need to know that as quickly as possible so that we can take action in order to correct that and to condition our mind through our conscious mind to get to the outcome that we really want. 
Now, of course, you can use dogged determination, but uh, that is going to take a lot of energy. And most of the time, people do not stay focused on that that they want. Uh, by the way, it's taking anything from uh, something like 21 days till longer than a year to change uh, some of these neural pathways uh, once they establish in, in, our, in our mind. Okay? But even if it takes a year to change, if you really think about it, considering the benefits that you're going to, to reap and how long that's going to last, if you can achieve all your goals, especially if it's power goals, then it's, it's nothing to keep that pressure for up to a year. And fortunately, the success rate of doing that is very low, simply because it requires a lot of effort uh, and a lot of focus. And I'm, we're going to do a little uh, focus test a little bit later on uh, in this lesson, just to see uh, how, how, how well, well you focus. Okay? So power morphing, on the other hand, to me at least, means that changing the program, and you can do that because you change the energetic state that you're in. And you can do that very, very quickly. And the, the outcome of that, once you've done it, will be like immediately. Okay? So by changing the program, you use power and not force, simply because we synchronize all the brains. And in effect, what we're doing, we, we align the energetic levels. That's what we're doing. We energize, uh, align the energy so that we can get to the, to the goal and see if there's any uh, hiccups in, in the way. Now, when you use force, um, I think that you are the slave of your mind, okay? But when you're using power, you become the master of the mind. So, by using power, your mind becomes your slave, and I think this is a big difference between the outcome of, of the two. So, uh, so, use power morphing to empower you. And it all starts with knowing where you are and what you need. And then make a choice. In other words, if I know this is where I am, this is where I want to be, then there's a choice that we need to make. And that choice is going to be positive or negative in order to how are we going to achieve that. So by now, I know that you know that we've got some tools that can help you. So if we look at closer look at the four classes of experience and the seven human needs, uh, these are definitely helpful tools which will help you to align yourself with positive, with the positive attractive fields on a constant, uh, in a consistent basis. And basically to reiterate, uh, if you are truthful and you're growing and improving as a person and helping others, um, all of these are high uh, attractive fields, uh, you will get rewarded. If you are untruthful, truthful, uh, negative and selfish, uh, these are all lower uh, energetic fields you are going to pay the price until you learn the lessons because uh, by now we also know that the house always wins. It's just a matter of, of time. Now, what is going to determine from where you are to where you want to be? That plan is called a strategy. And that strategy, that plan is going to determine the outcome of that that you're going to achieve. So the truth test is determined by the class of experience that you choose uh, if you choose the wrong strategy, in other words, the wrong plan, to fulfill a need, you will experience the wrong outcome. It's that simple. Now, if you choose a class 1 or a 2 experience, guess what? You are using the right strategy to achieve that goal. And, of course, uh, in the process of achieving that goal, it's going to feel good. So, if you take all the problems in the world and you analyze them, 
you will find that every single one of us do have the same uh, problems and all these problems stems from exactly the same seven needs that we try to fulfill so all our problems are created by using destructive strategies in an attempt to fulfill these needs so to solve these uh, and to avoid these problems we can choose to establish new strategies in other words a new plan and by doing so we can empower ourselves so if we've got a, a destructive strategy that is working at the moment to give us that that we want and this that we have at the moment is not that that we need to have in order to become the person that we we must become uh, then we need to to follow a different strategy but in order to do so we need to take the responsibility for our actions in other words for our thoughts and we need to control those experiences so any harmful experience or emotions that we get is, is a blockage of energy. In other words, those manifest as a, re, a, a resistor. So our body literally tells us, listen, this thing is in clash. We, you're not moving, you're not in synchronization, you're not in harmony. So your spirit, that is the witness or the soul or the observer, will know when you are living according to your potential and more importantly, when you are not doing so. So you will know that by simply knowing how you feel, whether it's a class one or a class uh, two experience. Now, I can predict with almost 100% certainty that whatever reason your autopilot will come up for not making a commitment to achieve a major goal, we call those power goals in your life, uh, the only reason will be because there's a negative emotion attached to something in this formula that you're going to to set up and that you give yourself in other words the, this outcome that you want there's going to be a clash because otherwise let's face it why would you resist committing to become the best that you can be so we need to become uh, uh, aware of all these let's call it harmful emotions and these harmful emotions we need to be um, uh, careful because it can uh, pretend to be positive of a nature so so something sometimes it may seem like something is positive but if you evaluate it you'll find that it's actually not so positive okay and that of course uh, these negative energy uh, emotions or feelings is adversely going to affect your mind and your ability to think and to reason now uh, i've said before but uh, we we call them or i call them resistors and in the map of consciousness, if we look at the map of consciousness, you're going to find that we can actually list all these negative uh, feelings. And those feelings have certain calibrations, and the lower the calibration, the more harmful it's going to be. But at the same time, not only the more harmful it's going to be, but the more dense this energy is. In other words, the, the smaller the chance will be that you will become aware that you, that you fall within that uh, energetic vibrational class so to speak so the great thing is that irrespective of who you are and where you are uh, you are in control of your mind now i know that a lot of people may not think so because they th they think they're in control of their mind but actually their mind is controlling them but we are literally in control of our mind and we can decide we can choose and that is one of those gifts the while well, i think one of the biggest gifts that we've been given is the ability to choose and to make a, a conscious decision regarding how we think, feel, and, and act. So, uh, but although we all think that we are in charge of our minds, right? 
let's play a little game. Although we all think that we are in charge of our minds, right? Let's play a little game and let's test our focus. Because the focus is the outcome of how well we can control our, our mind. So I'm going to show you a little red circle with a yellow background. And all I want you to do is to focus, and I'm going to show this circle for exactly one minute, okay? This red circle with a, with a yellow background. Um, and then I want you to focus, in other words, place your intent on that. And at the end of the one minute, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and to see that red circle in your mind's eye. And keep it there and focus on that red circle. But I, I really want you to play fair, right? So the moment that you think anything else whatsoever, uh, you, you simply open your eyes. And you write down, because you'll see there's a little countdown uh, or a, a second counter that's going to, it's not count down it's going to count up right so as soon as you open your eyes you look and you see okay it's one or ten or fifteen seconds you and and uh, then uh, i'm going to ask you as part of your uh, action step to write that down so how long did you really focus on that red circle that's what i'm what I, what i'm after so the moment that any thought any other thought enters your mind you simply open your your eyes anything like yeah, but I don't see the red circle, or is it now a yellow background, or why must I focus, or what's the trick, or should I do this, or any other thought, any other thought than the red circle. So the moment that you, that, but where's the red circle, you open your, your eyes, okay? So uh, here it is, uh, so here's the red circle, and I'm going to keep my mouth for exactly one minute. So, close it now. So here's your first action step. Share with us your time in seconds. In other words, now I can tell you from previous um, classes that, that I had, in terms of group sessions, 92% uh, of the class uh, could not keep their focus for longer than 15 seconds. So longer than 30 seconds, you just say full house. In other words, 30 seconds or more. Okay. So whatever you count, share that with the group. 
I hope that you can see why so few people, when they use uh, force, the normal way of trying to do things, um, why so few people actually achieve their goals. They simply do not know how to maintain focus on that that they want. Okay, And this is why the formula for riches is so important, because my intent equals my focus. But if you do not know what to focus on and you can't maintain your focus or keep your focus on that that you need to focus on, you've got a problem. And we also know that success is a progressive realization of a worthy goal. But we also know in order to become successful, I need to get the right information, the right order for the level of the game that I'm at. And then I need to act on it. In other words, I need to focus on doing those things that I need to do in order to get to my goal. And very, very few people, unfortunately, can do this. And that's one of the reasons why I started looking for an alternative in my own personal life to maintain that focus. And that was uh, power morphing. Okay, so action step number two. Uh, what are your biggest breakthroughs from this lesson? And how can this help you in your goal setting? So in the last lesson for this week, uh, we're going to give feedback uh, in lesson five. And then next week, we're going to dive deeper into goal setting. So now we're going to start uh, understanding why we need to set up these goals in, in, in a specific way in order to get uh, to the outcome. And then uh, last, the last thing that we'll do is to start with the power morphing process. But there's still a lot that we need to know before we can actually start with the power morphing process for those of you that would be interested. Okay, so I'll see you then in lesson five. Hi, Wealth Creator, and welcome to week seven. Uh, it's lesson five, and this means it's feedback time. Now, the moment that I'm out of routine, uh, it's really difficult for me to to stick to my, let's call it, little routine that I'm, that I'm used to. And this last week was one of those weeks. Uh, so let me give you a quick feedback. No sugar, that was perfect. My weight was actually this morning 91.4 kgs. And as you can see, I'm a little bit up there. And uh, I can promise you it's because uh, I ate too much. It's, that's that's the end uh, and that's the, the the result of that okay so while you're traveling and you're with friends then it's difficult to for me at least to stick to routine i got to my 30 minutes 120 average that was basically the only thing that i that i've stick to let me show you okay so it's one two three four five six seven days and last week saturday uh, we started and 500 plus points for each and every one and i've done my 120 plus so i feel good about that spanish i did not do anything on spanish i think i'm going to try to to step that up this week uh, this week things will be back to normal or more normal to me uh, meditation i did that uh, and i must tell you that uh, was difficult and sometimes i uh, normally I do it quite early in the morning, but um, a couple of days I've, I've done uh, the, the meditation part uh, once during lunch and two times uh, after three in the afternoon. Okay, the crypto goal starting from the 15th of April. I've got the figures 
and we're on 14,422. I'm going to ignore the $2,906 uh, that we've made actually before the 15th um, when we started with this challenge. So I'm going to, to take that out and perhaps let me take that out. So uh, this is where we are, um, basically with the Rainmakers and uh, then the Panama residence we've got. Uh, my programmer, I'm very, very happy with what he's done. I've started looking at um, what he's done the, the previous week. Uh, I need to, to, to test uh, the program. Uh, that's going to happen this week coming. Uh, but I think that we're at a stage where we can launch that new program within the next, well, maybe week. Okay, so that's going to, and then we can start with the, with the method, with the challenge uh, as well. Uh, actually, so far, uh, we've made provision that we can backdate up to the 15th of uh, April, and then that's the day that we are going to start. So we are busy running uh, that as well. Okay, uh, this week coming, uh, I've actually done something regarding my house. I'll tell you more about that. Uh, a little bit later on so I bought bitcoins but I did not buy the altcoins and this week coming I'm going to spend time in doing that and then show you uh, I've got a little bit more positions there are some of the positions that that is a hold or that is even a sell uh, I'm not going to buy into them but then there are new positions but um, during this week uh, just watch the the right crypto strategy and you see that um, what, what I'm going to do there. Okay, and I, I think that is that. So your action step for this week, uh, please give us feedback on your goals. Uh, it is really important and I can see that uh, there are some of you that really, really is taking this challenge uh, serious. So uh, well done on that and I can't wait to see your feedback for this week. Okay, and then I'll see you in week eight. See you.